you ever wished you could just grab coffee with a top leader in your direct sales company and pick her brain about all the things? Well, you're in luck. My name is Tiffany Spees. Welcome to Directly Different, the podcast where I have conversations with top direct sales leaders and ask them to share what they're doing differently to help them achieve success in their businesses. Direct sales doesn't have to feel spammy or gross. You can absolutely find success in your business by doing things a different way. I want you to feel empowered and inspired to be, well, different. Welcome to the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of Directly Different. You might be wondering why my voice sounds so strange. Well, lucky me, I have one of those fabulous colds going around. And thankfully, the episode that I have for you today, I recorded a couple of weeks ago, so you only have to listen to my voice like this just for the first few minutes. First of all, I wanted to say... Happy Thanksgiving week. I am so thankful for you listening to the podcast each and every week. And I am releasing this a day early because, of course, typically episodes go live on Thursdays. And that will not happen this week because we are all going to be stuffing ourselves full of turkey. So hopefully you enjoy this a day early. You can listen to it while you're prepping your side dish or cleaning your house. And hopefully it inspires you to get excited about your business again. I am sharing my conversation with Julie Godshall. Julie is a Noonday Ambassador as well as the founder and creator of Direct Sales On Demand, a program that helps you engage with your customers and present them with a tailored party experience outside of social media. If you are frustrated with Facebook parties and the algorithm and spending so much time setting up parties and templates and figuring out content and having it just flop, or maybe your very sweet hostess doesn't follow your directions and the engagement is abysmally low. I know we've all been there and there's no matter what platform you use, you're always going to have those in your business. If you haven't seen a party flop, you will. (laughs) Just wait. But overall, if all of your parties are just frustrating and hard and they're just not fun anymore, then maybe it's time to look into a different platform. And Julie is here to share all about her program, Direct Sales On Demand. It truly is exactly what the title indicates. It is a direct sales party on your time. And your host and her guests can take in the experience when they can. They don't all have to be in the same place at the same time. And it's truly an innovative program that I'm so excited to share about. Of course, this week, not only is it Thanksgiving week, but it's also Cyber Week and Black Friday is just around the corner. And Julie has an amazing deal for you this Black Friday. Think about investing in your business this Black Friday versus buying another sweater or a cute pair of slippers. I'm guilty. I probably will do the same thing when I see the deals on Black Friday. But invest in something that will change your business and change your life. I mean, that sounds very dramatic, but I really believe that something like this has the ability to change the trajectory of your business. If you go to juliegodshall.com slash directly different, you can check out the deal that she is offering for Black Friday that will go live on Friday, November 26th, 2021. If you are listening to this after that point, 
you can still visit that page and you will find the information that you need to learn more about direct sales on demand and take advantage of the different trainings and programs that Julie has to offer. I really enjoyed chatting with Julie and getting to know her and something very special that I neglected to mention while we were recording was the fact that her program, Direct Sales On Demand, was so innovative that Noonday presented her with a very special award called Rosie the Pivoter and she won that in 2020 for thinking outside the box and developing a new program for direct sellers to experience success in their business without relying on social media. Again, you can check out all of the information in the links in the show notes, or you can go to juliegodshall.com slash directly different and find all the information there. Hi, Julie. Thank you so much for being on directly different. I cannot wait to chat with you about your exciting program. So let's get started and let's hear a little bit about you. Wonderful. Well, thanks for reaching out to me. I was already listening to your podcast and I loved getting a message from you and getting to chat a little bit. So this will be fun. Um, yeah, I'm Julie Godshall and I live in Madison, Wisconsin. I'm really from Georgia, but I've been here oh, 17 years. And so I'm getting kind of used to it. <laughs> um, so I'm here with my husband, John, and we have a couple of kiddos, my son, Timothy, just turned 11. My daughter's almost nine. So we're in the thick of like birthday season slash Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas, all of it together. So it's a fun time of year around here. Good, good. Now you have been in the direct sales industry for, you know, you've, you've dabbled in the direct sales industry for a while now. So will you tell us about your experience with direct sales? Well, dabbled, meaning that i I was a self-identified direct sales failure. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, thanks for inviting me. Um, So about, gosh, 15 years ago, this was when I was in grad school. So this was before like Facebook parties. I feel like an old granny saying that, but it's true. Um, I had joined a company and it was just, I liked the product. And so I was like, sure, I guess I can earn some extra money. But um, I never quite felt passionate about it. I never, I never felt like this is actually going to help people to introduce them to this product. And I always had a little bit of that feeling like I was selling my Girl Scout cookies. Like I'm, I'm really doing this because I think you'll like it, but I'm doing it because I'm like asking a favor of you to host a party for me. And I just never quite got past that. And it was nothing against the company, but it just wasn't for me. Um, and so that definitely fizzled out. And I, I know I lost money because I, I kind of thought, oh, I want to have inventory on hand so I can fill orders really fast, but then it would be expiring. And it was just, no, it was not a great fit and probably not a great time because I was also getting a master's degree in math. And I don't know why I joined really. <laughs> so I did that for just a hot minute. And I never thought that like anything against the company, anything against direct sales. I just thought that's not my thing. But then Like if you had told me then that I would be eventually not only with the direct sales company, but innovating a new way to do direct sales, I would laugh in your face. Um, So today um, I actually joined my current company, Noonday Collection, about five years ago, fall of 2016. And it has just been night and day from my original experience because what drove me to it was the mission of the company 
and really recognizing that um, this is a way that I can spark conversations that are important to me while being able to join this company that has already established product and my, um, you know, the inventory management and a lot of the marketing, all these things are done for me. So I get to just come in and carry that baton the last mile. And that's what I love about direct sales. I didn't have to create my own thing, my own, um, you know, set of products and all of those things. And so um, I just get to do kind of the the customer facing part of it. And it's just been a joy. So that's been the last five years. That's awesome. I love your story. I feel like we have similar stories. I started with a direct sales company for identical reasons. Like, Oh, I, this product's okay. I kind of like it. And I, you know, I could make money with it. I'm sure my mom and mother-in-law would host a party and they did very kind of them, you know, but after that, like, kind of like you, it just kind of, it just wasn't, it didn't like, it didn't get me up in the mornings. It it didn't light a fire. And uh, it was also before any kind of social media, social selling. And so it was, it was, yeah, it just same, same story, just kind of fizzled, but then (laughs) found the company that I'm with now, almost identical to you. The mission and the product, like those things are those, they excited me. And I was like, okay, mm-hmm. this is where I'm supposed to be. And you just, you can just tell sometimes, yeah. you know, when you find a company that you enjoy the products, you enjoy their mission, you enjoy the people that are working there. You find, you just feel like you align with them a lot better than maybe past experiences. And so, like you said, mm-hmm. just because you attempted direct sales in the past, or you, you know, being anybody listening because you attempted direct sales in the past and it didn't work for you. doesn't mean that you can't find your, your place sometime in the future, you know? So I love that. And you're right. I love that about direct sales is that we are able to create income and generate income ourselves, but we don't have to do all those behind the scenes things that are, that are tricky and that are really hard and, you know, can be super big obstacles. And so it's great that we can just do the fun part, (laughs) right. Yeah. (laughs) Of selling the customers to being like, wow, look at these products. And so they make it so easy for us. And I just love that. Right. So for those who are not super familiar with noonday, will you share with us what is noonday collections? So noonday is a social impact business. We are focused on helping to create opportunity around the globe through fair trade. So you might've heard of fair trade coffee or chocolate. um, And it's really abiding by a certain set of principles around how, in in our case, the artisans are being paid, getting an excellent wage, having excellent working conditions. Um, There are guidelines and requirements to be a member of the fair trade federation around gender equality, um, cultural preservation, things like that as well. And so we partner with businesses in about 15 countries and all in all, it's um, a few thousand artisans who were impacted through this work. And it's all through partnership with entrepreneurs in those countries who know their communities and they're building up opportunity and they just need access to the markets um, who can then purchase and purchase those products and grow those businesses. So our role is to bring their beautiful products to the U.S. market. Um, and it's it's products that are created through this collaborative design process to where um, it is reflective of the artisan's cultural um, traditions and different crafting traditions, but also with U.S. designers who are following, you know, U.S. trends. Um, so it's these items that are really 
on trend and beautiful for the market that they're um, destined for, while also um, being really unique and reflecting very cool crafting traditions and interesting eco-source materials as well. So I had joined Noonday because even before hearing about Noonday, I just had a growing interest in how I was spending my money, um, what kinds of companies I was supporting. And I had a growing interest in trying to shop more fair trade items, more social impact items, and items that were made with a lot of care for the environment as well. And so just through that, I discovered Noonday. I didn't even get invited to a party. I never met an ambassador, <laughs> none of that. Um, I just learned about the company and I was like, there should be an ambassador in Madison, but there's nobody here. That stinks. I wish someone would join. <laughs> like it literally took me a few days to realize maybe I could join because, you know, I still had it in my head that direct sales was not my thing. I just really wanted someone to join. <laughs> and so finally I was like, I guess I could be that person. Um, and it's been wonderful because all those, all the passion I have for ethical shopping is what I can then bring into conversations with people and help people feel that it's really accessible and that we can all be everyday advocates in this very accessible way with things that are really beautiful and that we'd want to buy anyway. Mm -hmm. And you're right. We think of fair trade as, you know, it's, it's hard to shop fair trade because of whatever reason, you know, it's hard to get, or it's hard to find, but this is literally jewelry and accessories and things that mm -hmm. people use and wear every day. And, you know, it's, it's easy to, to support these people when you have something beautiful to purchase. And so I love that. One of my favorite pairs of earrings is I should have worn them today. Although I probably would have taken them off anyways, because of the headphones, but is a, it's a, like a leather tassel earrings. Oh yeah. Those are so from cute. Haiti. I've seen them on your Instagram. Oh. I'm like, oh, wearing the wilderness earrings from like 2019. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh man. I love those earrings. They, there's a huge, they're just, they make a big statement and I love that. <laughs> and I, whenever people ask me like, Oh, wow. I love your earrings. And I'll say, Oh, they're fair trade. Thank you. <laughs> so mm -hmm. I always am proud of that fact that, you know, you don't have to search high and low to find something that's fair trade. You can find it easily, you know, through, through people like you. And so it's, it's always great to, it's like you said, it's a conversation starter and that's always nice too. Yeah. And we've expanded into having a lot of home items as well. And I've been redecorating my home and it's like, ridiculous how much of my home is noonday. It's really, really <laughs> fun. That's great. And there's a story behind every piece and you know where they come from and you probably have seen photos of the artisans making these items. And so that's really special. Yeah. And I love that. Have you been able to travel to any of these countries to see them in, in action? Yes. Um, Pre-COVID I did. <laughs> so I earned a trip first to Vietnam so wow. I got to go to Vietnam in 2018, I believe, with Noonday, um, with our founder and her husband. And um, that was amazing, just getting to see firsthand the impact and hearing the artisan stories, um, seeing them work with these eco-source materials that are these 800-year-old crafting traditions. It was just fascinating. Um, and then in 2019, I traveled to Ecuador and learned about how they're creating items out of different kinds of seeds, especially tagua seeds, and just the care that's given to the environment and how they produce those pieces and the vibrant colors that they apply to them. Um, so it was these pieces that I'd worn for years. I knew the stories, I had seen pictures, but I got to actually see and touch and 
share a snack with the artisans and try to make jewelry alongside them. And I was had extra admiration after trying to <laughs> do what they do. Um, and so that was really special and a chance to also just get to know other ambassadors well from around mm-hmm. the country. Mm-hmm. What a meaningful trip. I love that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we always think of incentive trips as, you know, laying on a beach somewhere and that's great too, but to be able to combine that with connecting with these people who are making the products that you're selling, that's incredibly special. And so yeah, I love that you were able to do that. That's great. So during your five years with Noonday, you have had so much success. That's so awesome. And you really strive to teach team members and other consultants how to integrate simple systems for their businesses. So how did you get started doing this? Did you get started just in your own business and you started sharing that with others or how did that process go? I think the earliest thing that comes to mind would be a spreadsheet, which is not surprising because I am a total spreadsheet geek. And with my previous jobs, I was like the go-to spreadsheet person in the, in my department for all that stuff. We all need one um, of those. So we're, <laughs> all of us are grateful for people like you. Cause I don't do that kind of stuff. <laughs> well, and, and that's, yeah, that's the thing because um, pretty early on with noonday, I would recognize that when my hostess had her wish list and I had my understanding of how, you know, the hostess rewards worked, there were different ways I could arrange her order. Right. So it's like, okay, what should she pay full price for? versus half off versus with her free product credit, knowing that when she pays full price for things, it might bump her up to the next level and increase her product credit. So there are different ways to arrange it to figure out like how to maximize it for her, which is just a really good service to the hostess. And she feels cared for when I can say, don't worry about how you're going to arrange it. I'm going to make sure you get the best value out of these, these rewards you earned. And so my very first thought early on was, of course, I'm going to make a spreadsheet that's just what I do. And so I had a spreadsheet where I can very easily figure out the best way to do this. And it was only a few months later that I realized, oh, right, not everyone does that. And like all these other ambassadors were trying to just do this back of the napkin math. And I was like, well, I have a spreadsheet. So I I kind of tidied up the spreadsheet to, you know, make it um, more user-friendly for people who weren't the creator of it. I recorded a little tutorial saying, okay, if you want to use this, here's how to do it. And that post in our Facebook group still resurfaces like three, Mm. four years later when someone has a teammate and they tag them on and I'm like, oh yeah, that post is still kicking. And then I did another spreadsheet with when we're doing our sample orders, when people are thinking, okay, I want to have my, you know, figure out which samples I want to get and maybe kind of play around with which ones to take out of my cart to change the amount. And just that's such a straightforward spreadsheet thing. I'm like, of course we need a spreadsheet. And so every season people are like, is Julie going to do her spreadsheet for her samples? <laughs> and so that was just kind of an early example. And that's something that so many people do in direct sales. You know, we all have our own gift. And then when we can share it with others, we all make it easier for each other. So we have some people who are masters at thinking of really unique ideas for like a craft night using Noonday's holiday line items. And so they will say, okay, here's the craft I made and I'm going to charge customers this much to come and make the craft. And that's not me. I'm the spreadsheet one. So it's not as fun, I guess, but I think it's fun. So, yes, you know, we all, we all need different kinds of people. And then COVID really kicked things into hyperdrive with me creating things and then sharing them. And so 
when a lot of people used COVID to learn how to bake sourdough bread or how to knit, I learned how to do video editing, just kind of a weird COVID hobby, but <laughs> I loved creating videos. And then um, some other ambassadors were like, Hey, can I pay you to make a video like that for me? And I was like, I guess, I don't know. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so I started doing video editing. I started um, giving some tips for Canva to other ambassadors and sharing some Canva templates. And then the main thing with COVID was, you know, I mentioned earlier that I was a self-described direct sales failure previously. Before COVID, I was a self-described online show failure. And now I'm on your podcast because I created a way to do online shows. So I guess there's a lesson in there. Like, even if you failed at something, maybe there's something around the corner that is going to be just right for you. So it was actually because I was a self-described online show failure that I I was like, man, COVID is here. Remember how early on we were like, you guys, this might last like a couple months. This is a big deal. And that's just adorable to look back on. <laughs> it did not age well. No. <laughs> no. I'm kind of glad we didn't realize how long it would be. But even if it was just going to be a few months, I was like, I do not want to rely on Facebook parties during COVID. Nah, they're not my thing. There's got to be a better way. So I started using um, a different platform that no other ambassadors had used before and trained them on it. And there were like several hundred ambassadors learning. I basically threw together like a little online course of, you know, look at the tutorials from the software, but then I'm going to show you specifics for Noonday of, of how to implement this and share my template with you. So what was it about Facebook parties, about online parties that just didn't work? Cause I know, like, I know what you mean when you say like, I was just an online show failure. Like, what was it about it? Do you think that it was like the hostess part of it? Cause I know that as much as we tell hostesses, like do this, 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 they don't do this, this, this right. <laughs> bless their hearts. We love them. But, um, or was it engagement or was it, it just low sales? Like, what was it about online parties that wasn't working for you? It was oftentimes low sales, not always, but um, I kind of felt like I was asking a lot of my hostess because she signed up because she loves Noonday. She wants to share it with her friends. But then my hostess coaching would be like, okay, let's go to, to war against the algorithm together. You know, I didn't tell mm-hmm. her that, but that was kind of what it amounted to. It was like, okay, make sure that you tag your friends a lot and just it just didn't feel quite like what she had signed up for. It felt like I was asking a lot of her just so that the algorithm might show us mercy and actually show my content to people. Mm. And just more and more, um, you know, if people are spending less time on Facebook or wanting to get off of it altogether, or even if it's just like during Lent and some people take a break from Facebook during Lent, what are you going to (laughs) do? And I just thought, you know, Facebook is never going to be incentivized to, to help us here. (laughs) Mm -hmm. We're not, we're not paying for these posts and that's how they make money. And so that's, that it just is what it is. And as much as we try to figure out, oh, well, this is what works. This is actually how we crack the code. It's going to change next week. And it's just exhausting. I just don't find any joy in that whatsoever and find that more and more customers and hostesses are just not wanting to spend as much time there. Mm-hmm. Um, and also I just feel like Facebook parties are really ugly. I mean, just literally looking at the page, you've got all this clutter on the page. You have notifications that are going to pull you away. And the 
posts will end up in a weird order. And it's like, what am I actually looking at here? Um, and I just wanted something that was like, here's your presentation. <laughs> just enjoy it. Just be mm-hmm. in the moment with this presentation, get the information and just something that kind of stepped away from the clutter and the chaos of Facebook. Yes. I love that. So all these pieces are falling into place. And so you developed your program called direct sales on demand. So tell us more about, you know, so you, you have a simple presentation and it is, is it's a website, correct? It's like a Canva website, mm-hmm. right? That mm-hmm. you, this program that you developed, like a template that you've developed that consultants set up for their hostesses and their guests. So tell us a little bit about how a direct sales on demand party works. Yeah. So with this, it's, it's something that just started as a kind of creative experiment for me. And then I realized that others would be interested too. So I figured out like, how should I work with my hostess on this and what works and what doesn't and what is a little bit glitchy in Canva that we need to fix. And, and also some things that I wish Canva did that it didn't, that my, I got my web developer husband involved for him to create little tools and realized that all those lessons that I kind of learned the hard way, I could really package into a shortcut and a roadmap so that other people can get up and running in an afternoon and not have to like trial and error their way through it. And so with a DSOD show or party, um, the guests will get to see this interactive presentation. And so it's, um, it can be just an all-in-one presentation. They can just go through in 10, 15 minutes instead of just like dripping the content over a course of a few days with Facebook. Sometimes when I'm participating in a Facebook party, I'm kind of like, can you just, can we just get to the point? I, I would just like to learn the things, do my shopping and move on with my life. <laughs> mm-hmm. I hear you. I hear you. Yeah. There. And so, I mean, you could still drip things with SOD, but I think it's kind of refreshing to just be like, Hey, here's their presentation. And the reason it's called on demand is because we, we get our movies on demand, we get our music and our news on demand. It's like, you can watch this on your own time because I felt like even if we got off Facebook, the other methods we tried were still highly dependent on people gathering in sync and was a great experience for them. But the people who weren't there with the group kind of would fall through the cracks. You know, they might not go back and watch a replay. They might just go to our company site, which is lovely, but it's not us. So they're not able to really get our unique and beautiful, you know, introduction to the company. And so with this, that can live on this, this website we create for free where it can contain all this really great content. And, um, you know, we can have even a little button there. That's like, click this button to text me or click this button to add the order deadline to your calendar. Or we can have a map in there to the hostess's house. If it's an in-person party, you know, all these different things that can, can give kind of a multimedia experience to them. And then alongside that, we can still have a kind of community shared element because, um, and this is something I leave up to the hostess. I know my students do it different ways, but there can still be a, um, what I call a virtual party room. So that might be like a group thread on Facebook messenger or a group text. So people can still be chatting and interacting, but it doesn't require them all having their butt in the seat at 7 p.m. on Thursday, mm-hmm. <laughs> which can be hard for the guests and it can be hard for hostesses. I have one hostess who like, she, she wouldn't have been able to do that. You know, like if, if a hostess works nights or has an unpredictable baby schedule or whatever it is, she might be like, 
I can't plan on 7 p.m. on a Thursday to be able to be there and have all my friends there. And so let's all just kind of loosen that restriction, have everyone get an equally great experience on their own time, but still be able to interact and chat about it. And to me, one of the most central parts of this is just the one-on-one -on -one connection that I'm building with each customer. And so I focus very heavily on that in my course on like having that communication plan of a series of messages that you'll send to each guest so that you're making sure that you're giving them that one-on-one -on -one care as well. Um, and so the DSOD program is mostly about the training, the course, because it's actually two courses. It's one is the DSOD method that doesn't have to just be about Canva. <laughs> like it's, it's about, um, you know, your, your timeline, how to actually run your show, your messages you're sending, what kind of content you want to include, um, your host coaching, how to do booking, all of those kinds of things around the method itself, which is very flexible too. Plus some people do it in conjunction with other methods. So they might also do a Zoom component, but have an on-demand component for the people who can't join. Or they might have an in-person party, but they want to offer something really great to the people who can't join in person. So they get an on-demand experience. So um, the method's very flexible. And I go through a lot of that in that course. The second course is on Canva websites and how, how to make use of them, how to troubleshoot some common issues, things like that. And then I also have um, a set of templates for people to be able to use so that they can save a ton of time and just creating the Canva website. And another thing that I'm really proud of is done for you design services. Because even though I believe everyone can learn Canva, it's not everyone's cup of tea, or they might just not have the time for it. And so they can just pay us to create the design for them using, you know, um, they can like select from a few different color schemes and font combos and things like that to create a really great customized presentation pretty affordably by hiring us to do that. So we wanted to make sure that everyone can access this method and make use of it. I love that. It's kind of like a, here it is for you. Yeah. I mean, you have to do all the work. I mean, the consultants need to do the work behind the scenes. I like what you said about the, about the connections with the customers, because I think a temptation with something like this would be like, oh, okay, well, this is something that people take in on their own time. So that means I don't have to do anything because they'll just take it in on their, on their own time. But you're saying kind of the opposite, like, no, you almost need to be more involved and more engaged with the customers, which is the whole point, like you said, anyways, and the guests and connecting with them and seeing how you can help them and how you can serve them through that event. And so I love that you made that point that that is the most important part. You know, the hostess and the guests are the most important part, which isn't that the point of, you know, these, right. these events anyway. So I love that this helps you get that focus back onto them instead of worrying about the content, the timing, the, you know, the posts going up at the certain time or whatever, you can forget about all that and you can focus on who actually matters. And so I like right. that feature yeah. of, of this program. Yeah. And we're, we're actually continuing with a new project to level this up even more. And so I can't share too much yet, but um, I can't wait to share that with the world too. So really taking DSOD and the whole communication side of it, the connection with your audience to a new level. Very exciting. Ooh, really you have me intrigued. <laughs> so exciting. So what are people saying when they try this DSOD method 
or, and, or, you know, they have, you know, they, they do their, their first few DSOD parties. What are the typical results? Like what are people saying after they're done? Right. So we get a lot of responses about different things. Um, and I really encourage people to think not just in terms of your sales or your bookings, but also in terms of your time and your stress level. <laughs> so, um, I love just hearing from people who say like, I just felt more like I was not attached to my phone and having to do things at a certain time. I could work my business on the timing that I wanted to, because if you want to set up your DSOD show at 11 PM, you can do that. <laughs> and then also hearing from people who are saying it's been easier to book shows because you know, some hostesses who aren't on Facebook or who are sick of Facebook, or maybe it's a repeat hostess who'd like to try something a little bit fresh. They're getting those easier yeses from people when they can explain to them, like, this is really simple. Like it's easier on you as a hostess. Your guests are going to get to check it out on their own time. And we'll just like the hostess and the consultant get to focus their time more on just the fun part <laughs> instead of all mm -hmm. the setup. And so I hear some of that and also success stories about the sales. Um, but I think the stories that I love hearing the most are from people who just say, you know, this feels like it's giving me a new spring in my step. This is, um, I was starting to feel kind of burnout on my business or just not, not creative, not really feeling it lately. And it was so fun to put together my presentation and to, to feel like I'm doing something fresh and new. And so if that's re-energizing people and helping them find more joy in their business, then that is a huge win for me. I love those stories. That's and exciting. I love stories too from people who are saying, you know, I don't feel like I'm tech savvy, but I was able to do this because it was all like laid out for me and explained really well. Um, actually, I was previously in grad school for math and thought I would be a math professor. So I've always loved teaching. And this is different from teaching math, but it has something similar where some people might feel intimidated by it. And if I can like break it down and have them have that aha moment that, oh, it makes sense now, that's that like brings me joy. It always has. And so that's really great to hear from people as well. Like you said, if you would have told yourself 15 years ago, like just you wait, <laughs> you're going to be, <laughs> I know you're going to have like 1300 <laughs> people learning a method from you. I would, Think you were bonkers. Yeah, I'd like, 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 you talking to. <laughs> I'd also be like, what's a Facebook party? What? Yeah, right, right, 2005, right. six. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what a time capsule. Goodness. Oh, man. The things were so simple back then, but I love that you're bringing it back to simplicity. And so that's really yes. what you're doing. And I love that because Facebook, I mean, yes, it'll probably be around forever, but it probably won't be around forever. Who knows? We don't know. Remember, do we all remember October 4th? Yes, we do. So we, yes. <laughs> we yeah, we had to, uh, realize real quick that Facebook isn't a sure thing all the time. So actually speaking of October 4th, just a quick question for you. Did, did you see, what did you see as a direct result from that? Did you see a spike in engagement in your, in your program? Did you see, you know, people are like, wait, wh what are you doing? You're doing something off of Facebook. I need this today. <laughs> what did you see any results from that day? I did. I saw some more people signing up for the program or signing up for my free webinar, which is about four tools for customer connection that don't rely on social media. <laughs> so yes. that was timely. 
And I say in the webinar, and I truly believe like social media can still be a valuable part of your business, but it's depending on it. That's the problem. Yes. <laughs> that's where we can get into trouble if we're going to put all our eggs in that basket and we don't have any control over that relationship and what people are going to see. And so we have to have other tools as well. That's right. So sometimes running direct sales businesses on or off of Facebook, you know, it can feel monotonous or can feel like we just keep doing stuff (laughs) without Mm -hmm. gaining very much traction. And I know that all of us have been there. We all get in ruts, but I know that you really love to find the joy in your business and you like to put that back into your business. So what advice do you have to encourage others to find the joy again in their direct sales businesses? Yeah. Kind of a a tagline or a personal mantra with my business is joy and efficiency. And I think they go hand in hand. And so I would say, just kind of think on how you're spending your time. I think we have, we have kind of two major resources in our business. One is time and one is our systems. And when I say system, that can mean tech like project broadcast, which I'm obsessed with. Or it can mean just a checklist or templated language, like whatever kind of system it is, that's another resource to get things done. And so I I often think of like, what are the things in your business that actually benefit from your human touch and need your human touch? And to me, that is three things. It's your relationship building needs your human touch, service to your customers, and creativity you know, having some creativity and playfulness that has your human touch and then outsource all the rest that you can into systems. And so an example of this would be like with the customer service thing, when I'm sending a follow-up message after I thank someone for their order and I want to follow up with them two weeks later to make sure they got it and they love it. I don't think that follow-up message really benefits from human touch to send it. Because all that would mean is I'm, let's face it, I'm probably copying and pasting some wording, changing a couple of words, hitting send. I don't think that's adding more value when I can instead have Project Broadcast send it for me on autopilot. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I'll outsource that message. But then when I get the response back from the customer and she's saying, my earrings came, I love them, then I can start chatting back and forth with her. Or my earrings came and they're not right for me. I can chat with her about how to do a return or an exchange. You know, those are the things that need my human touch and I want to outsource the rest. And so it just so happens that those things that benefit from human touch are the exact things that bring us joy in our business. And so let's try to maximize the percentage of our time that is going toward those things, the relationships, the service, creativity, or playfulness. That is kind of what we envision our business being when we first start. And the burnout comes when later we realize, well, only 5% of this is the fun stuff. And the rest of it is like admin and just, you know, routine things that are just monotonous over and over again. And let's just try to to put those things in a system or get some tech and don't be afraid of spending $10, $15 a month on some tools that are going to really not just save you time, but also save you from monotony and feeling like this is really dull. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. A lot of times those memberships will pay for themselves. Like you said at first, like for project broadcast, like you look at it and you're like "Hmm, $15 a month. Okay. But then if you think about the orders that it could bring in with follow-ups, 
and the time it will save you and the stress it will save you. Is that worth $15 a month? It probably right. is, you know? Right. And when I don't have project broadcast sending out that follow-up message and I'm trying to make sure that I do it, even if I have a systematized reminder to myself, I might not get to it or I might, you know, be traveling or something. And then I'm not showing up consistently for my customers. So it's actually better service to them if I have a computer doing it <laughs> than me doing it. And it still is authentic because it's still a message that I wrote with a lot of heart and a lot of love. And yes. I'm actually caring for them better by making sure it gets to them than by trusting that I won't be flaky or fall through the cracks that day. So, yes, I totally get that. And like you said, it's, it, it's just a, it's a message that you wrote to them for them. It just at a previous time. <laughs> so right. yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. So speaking of direct sales on demand, like we've been chatting about, it's been really fun learning more about that program that you offer. You have something exciting coming up. Would you like to share about a sale that you have coming up? Absolutely. I'm so glad we're airing Thanksgiving week because I have a doorbuster coming up for Black Friday. Um, I have set up a landing page for your listeners. So if they go to juliegodshall.com slash directly different, then they will get to see all about that doorbuster deal um, coming up for Black Friday um, and get to see um, actually kind of a demo of what direct sales on demand is like. So they'll be inside a Canva presentation about DSOD. <laughs> so um, that way they can actually experience and see like, oh, this is kind of what my guests would see and how they can click on these buttons and they can see these videos and kind of get an idea of what you can build in your own business using my template, using my training. I love it. And this is a Black Friday special that is not running into a supply issue. It's not <laughs> being shipped anywhere. So this is definitely right. a Black Friday special that is beneficial for your business and for you. And it is available on demand, which is great. <laughs> yes. So it's a limited number of seats, but when you're in, you get immediate access to all the training and the option of adding on that done for you design service as well. So awesome. I cannot wait to check it out with everybody. All right. So if anyone wants to get in touch with you, how should they do that? Well, at that landing page, juliegodshall.com slash directly different, I'll make sure to link, you know, my YouTube channel, my Instagram, those things as well. Um, and people can follow me on Instagram. I'm just at juliegodshall. That is great. And I will put that all of those links will be in the show notes for everybody Perfect. to, to click on and follow and find you. So thank you again, Julie, for being on the show and for sharing your extremely awesome <laughs> program, direct sales on demand. I cannot wait to check it out. And I'm sure many people are like, oh my goodness, I need this in my life. So <laughs> I can't wait to hear how this impacts the direct sales industry. So thank you again, Julie, for being on the show and uh, for sharing your program with us. Thank you so much, Tiffany. I'd love to keep the conversation going and I'd love to get to know you better. Join our free community group, the Directly Different Collaborative over on Facebook. There, you will find like-minded friends from the direct sales industry and you'll be able to ask questions and get feedback on the things you need help with. You'll find a link to the group in the show notes. One more thing. 
If you know of a person in the direct sales industry that you look up to and admire, and you've always wanted to just ask them all the questions, I would love to chat with them. Shoot me an email with their name at directlydifferent at gmail.com, and they could be a future guest on the podcast. Thanks, guys.